What if you experimented with the idea that if I'm whole and worthy now, that if I respect myself enough to want that for myself, it's not like I'm not going to do anything if I show myself that compassion, because I show myself that compassion, because I show myself that love and respect, then I want to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish because I respect myself that much. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Manuka Sunday podcast. I am Mel. I am hyped up. Joey left me with some donuts today, so the sugar rush is real. But I'm glad to be back. Happy to have you here. This is the Manuka Sunday podcast. If I hadn't said that already, we're here to ask, to inform, to be unapologetically ourselves in our own growth. I feel like I've never said that on the podcast, which is kind of like what this whole thing was stemmed from so i felt like that needed to come out but hi hello i hope you're having a great day i don't know about you but i've been feeling a little heavy these days like not just (laughs) physically but mentally just a lot going on i'm sure that you know what i'm talking about maybe you've been feeling it maybe you haven't been maybe you're just grinding it out and doing doing you but Me, I have been feeling it. And the first thing that I noticed that went downhill when I started feeling into all of these bleh moments was my routine. It just slipped. And then you know how that goes. It's just like an avalanche of little things that adds on to the next bad habit that kind of comes into your life. And that's not saying that that's a bad thing. I think that there's always ebbs and flows and we need that to be human. But I am taking today as kind of a reset button. And tomorrow morning, I'm getting up bright and early. I'm getting outside. I used to commit myself to going for like a 10 to 20 minute walk every morning. To start off my day, I made sure I did it before work. It made me feel so much better. And I say I committed myself to it, but it was like literally a week of just saying like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then I ended up wanting to do it every single day and it became a great habit. I did that for about four months-ish and I saw so many drastic differences in my life, I felt. And I'm sure that's just one little thing that probably didn't have a major impact on the other things. But I think that starting your day with those types of things can really impact how you feel going into a stressful situation or turning on your computer and seeing all the emails flood in rather than like if you if you have a calm moment to yourself to your own thoughts to your own peace in the morning rather than the stressful things to start off your day I just feel so much better so I'm starting this again I'm starting tomorrow morning or probably the morning that you're listening to this I'm trying to do this so What I wanted to do was create a space for just staying accountable to your morning routine and getting outside and sharing and all of that fun stuff that Manuka Sunday is all about, right? So I found an app called Geneva and it's basically a group chat space where you can share um, moments, you can share like reply to people, texting. It's basically like a Slack meets cooler Facebook group. That sounds so lame, but it's not. It's actually, it's fun. There's like gifts and everything, but it's cute. But most importantly, 
I think it's an amazing way to stay accountable on trying to create better habits, um, just keeping other people in the loop and seeing their motivation or seeing their discipline because we all know how much easier said than done it is to wake up at 6.30 and get your butt outside. And so yeah, this is a fun way to keep each other accountable, stay disciplined, get motivated, get some playlists, get some podcast recommendations, see some nice morning walks from people's photos, (laughs) whatever you want to do, just share it in there and stay motivated with everybody. So yeah, the link is in the description. If you want an invite, it's going to be a fun time. All right, so today on the show, we have Kayla Christian. She's a mindset coach who helps women build confidence through daily habits to make it easier for them to tap into the life they love. I was fortunate enough to connect with Kayla through Instagram about a year ago. She's an incredible human being. She's extremely supportive. I just, it's so great to talk to her anytime I get to talk to her. But she connects deeply with all of her clients and she brings out the best in every single one of them. So today we got to talking about inner child work, developing compassion for yourself, how traveling alone gave Kayla a new perspective on life and how starting to cultivate more awareness throughout your life can bring so much healing to your well-being. Kayla also has a free guide out right now called The 7 Habits to Start Changing Your Life and help you tap into daily habits that you can improve your well-being just through everyday things. So check it out. I have a link for that down in the show notes if you want to check that out. And quickly, quickly, quickly before we get into the show, if you find yourself coming back to the podcast, I'd absolutely love if you left a review, subscribed, or even shared this with a friend that you think might need it, might get anything from it. Um, yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge that you are an amazing part of this community that keeps coming back to listen. So I appreciate you. Thank you for being here. But um, yeah, enough chit chat. Let's get into it. Enjoy this episode with Kayla Christian from Having Healthy Habits. been such an amazing supporter of the show since day one and it's been such an honor to have you on and actually be able to talk to you and no I completely agree I was just saying like I've been a fan since day one like I feel like I was always posting about your guys podcast like right when it came out (laughs) and I did resonate with so much so this is such a cool moment for me and we've been friends for a while so it's nice to just like have a chance to sit down and talk like this well, so for everybody that doesn't know, do you want to introduce yourself? What was kind of your path to getting here? Maybe what was five-year-old Kayla like? Wow. <laughs> Everything and above. That's a big one. Um, yeah, so I would describe myself. I'm a very passionate person and currently am a mindset and wellness coach. I like to always start with like I'm a passionate person because I do feel like we're so much more than you know what we do. So I like to always start with that. And um, when I was younger, I mean, five-year-old Kayla was crazy. I've always had a very deep thinking mind, like, and like to try all sorts of things was very creative. So just, you know, dove into all these different areas. And I think throughout my life, like fast forward, you know, growing up, you start to put yourself in boxes. You start to feel like, you know, what you should be doing based on what other people say. And I think we all kind of go through this, right? Like as children, we are very expressive and we, you know, do what we'd like. And then throughout life, we kind of like get 
jaded by outside things and, you know, kind of seek that outside validation. So in my life now, in the past few years, there's been a lot of, you know, uncovering that and getting to like the deeper root of, you know, fears and things that I actually want. And I dive a lot into inner child stuff. So it's funny that you asked the question that way, because I feel like right now in my life that is, you know, trying to tap back into like that inner child and what it is that you actually love and realizing that you're not just one thing. So that all comes like full circle into what I'm doing now as a coach and helping people kind of discover the same thing for themselves. Um, yeah. So it's it's been a long journey and it's a constant journey, but uh, through different things throughout my life, you know, I was very into sports. I was, like I said, I was creative too. I liked art. So just trying to, like I said, tap into those different areas and, you know, just learn how to be as well. <laughs> And it, and it seems so simple, but it's really not. Yeah. So I would love to jump into that world of diving into like your your inner child. I think that a lot of people think about like how innocent kids are and how uh, their childhood can play a part of their adult life. But I don't think a lot of people take the time to like actually think about the correlation between them. Mm-hmm. So no, not activities, but what type of things do you get like clients to, to work on to kind of deep deep dive into that? Yeah. Well, I think it all starts with asking yourself those questions. And like one of my main pillars of what I do is like cultivating self-awareness and just trying to figure out what that looks like for you specifically. I'm very into like bio-individuality and just in life and everything. So what does that look like for you? And getting curious, like that's one of the first things I tell people, just simply start shifting into like this curious mindset throughout your day, become more aware of when you're feeling your best when you're feeling your most creative when you're not feeling that great like what are those activities and themes and people that you know feel make you feel that way so first it just starts with like kind of taking just an inventory of your life and being like okay what what does that look like and then once you're able to kind of call those things into you know reality be like okay these are the things that I know make me feel my best or nourish me or make me feel creative and then diving into that and how can you you know, make more time for that in your life and start, you can get a little bit more tactical by like actually scheduling in times and stuff to do that and like cultivate that creativity for yourself. So I know for myself, like, especially I think this resonates with a lot of people, just getting outside in nature, getting away from like outside stimulation, just so you have some time to actually think and explore, you know, we're constantly on our phones, like even as simple as like we go to the bathroom and we're like on our phone for that 30 seconds. So where are those like little times throughout your day that you can just have a moment with your own thoughts and be like, oh, wow. You know, there's a reason that people come up with the best ideas when they're in the shower because they're not distracted by the things. They're like, oh my gosh, they, you know, you start putting two and two together. So, yeah, definitely just cultivating that awareness, making note of those, like taking that inventory of the things that make you feel that way, and then scheduling time in to actively do it. Yeah, it's funny. It's like we, it, it seems so easy to just kind of like, you know what, I'm going to write down five things that I actually love to do. But then that five seconds that it takes to do that somehow gets trickled off into like the rest of your week goes by and we never ended up doing it. So I think that scheduling that in is so important. I've literally like had to 
getting back into my routine. It's like, I know how important my mornings are to me. And I've literally had to like Google calendar, schedule it into my week. I like a, thing. I do this. Yeah. Thing. I, I like would die without my Google calendar because I don't really have like to do lists anymore. I simply mm-hmm. schedule in time blocks where I'm like, this is the time I'm dedicating. I have every morning. It says morning with me for the first hour of my day. And I, that's like one of my biggest pieces of advice to people like schedule that stuff in. It's important. It should be prioritized, you know? Oh, totally. I totally agree. Yeah. It's very underrated. I would say kind of going back to the like taking inventory and everything. Do you find that you see, what do you see in your clients when they have like that realization of being like, Whoa, I tapped into something new. Do you find that like personality traits come out or their personality is completely different or what do you usually see? Actually, I think a lot of clients are, it's like a combination of excitement and also being frightened because it's like, Mm -hmm. there's, we're not used to that kind of awareness. We're so used to like just kind of going day by day. And like you said, time just gets away from you. So it's like, whoa, these, you know, when it comes to thoughts specifically too when you're starting to cultivate awareness, it's, it's loud and it's scary. You're like, I didn't know all that stuff was there. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's scary at first, but it's also exciting because you start to tap into those areas of yourself that, you know, you maybe have been hiding or didn't even know that they were there. My biggest, one of my biggest taglines too, of like my coaching is rediscovering who you've always been, but just didn't know it yet because we can get so, you know, clouded by outside things and even our old selves and, yeah, a combination of those two. But it's very interesting to watch. I love seeing like the growth of the clients. So yeah. Yeah. And then have you have you kind of tapped into that to y- yourself? Yeah, for sure. And that's what's really, really cool about coaching. Like, it's like a mirror, because, you know, a client will be going through something and it will reveal something for me as well. Um, yeah, that's kind of a theme in life. I mean, you can always see like what someone else is revealing for you. Um, where you need healing or something that you, there's this one quote too, that it's like, you can't envy something that's not already within you. So Mm -hmm. um, I could get sidetracked just going off on all these tangents, but uh, yeah, I definitely tapped into that myself and it's really fun. It's such a partnership that, you know, I get to grow alongside of them and I'm, we're constantly growing, learning, relearning, unlearning. So it's, it's really, it's fun. (laughs) Yeah. I I couldn't imagine. I feel like it would be a journey. Every single new client is Mm -hmm. like kind of a lot to take in obviously. And, but I always, I always think about how, how much time and space that you give to clients, but then that time that you're with yourself, it's hard to kind of dive deep into like the, I I hate to, I hate to say self-care, but like those moments that you kind of forget to work on yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering if there's like anything that kind of you do that brings you back into that present moment of just being aware of being like, I need to show up for these people, but I do need to take care of myself at the beginning, at the end of the day. So what I was, I was curious at what you do for those things. Breathe. <laughs> yeah. It sounds so simple, but breath work has literally changed and saved my life. Like just taking moments throughout my day to recenter, even if it's just one breath and just checking in with myself. I I don't know if it was a podcast or a lecture. I feel like I'm constantly listening to things, but this one woman was like quiet here so you can be here. I'm pointing to my head and then my heart. Um, 
And that really stuck with me because I think we just get so wrapped up in our own heads and it's like, okay, quiet here for a second so I can be here and tap into your intuition. And, you know, I was having a hard day the other day and I thought I might have to cancel some client meetings and I really had to just like tap into my intuition and be like, okay, can I still hold space for these people? Am I, you know, okay? And I realized in that moment, like I I could, but it all starts with like, being able to tap into your intuition and that's a daily work in progress. So yeah, definitely a lot of breathing and sometimes chucking my phone across the room. So I just have some time to like not be on that. That's so true. I feel like literally just shutting, shutting the phone down. I know you do like your weekends without social media and everything. And I think that's very admirable. I think a lot of people should do that. And that is also underestimated. Um, but do you have any, like, do you use any type of, um, actual, like, I know that there's calm or headspace. Do you use any actual breathing techniques specifically, or do you just kind of like find your moment and do the thing? Yeah. So I definitely prioritize just taking moments to take like one deep breath. Um, yeah. Diaphragmatic breathing is just like breathing through your belly. A lot of us are breathing through our chest and the actual proper way to breathe is like through your belly. So you can get into that parasympathetic mode that like rest and digest that makes you calm. So knowing that style of breathing and then also I do have an app I use called Breathwork that's been really helpful. It's free and it sends you like notifications throughout the day too. So it's like looks like you need a breath Um, and it can be as like small as one minute. And then I have been also using Insight Timer. I really love that app. That's more so I use it for meditation. But um, those apps are more like tactical things that you can have. Um, Mm -hmm. Just experimenting. I know my favorite uh, breath work technique is the the four, seven, eight breath. I don't know if you're familiar with it. But Mm -hmm. basically you breathe in through the nose for four seconds. You hold for seven and then you breathe out through the mouth for eight. You do that about four times and it like automatically puts you in that parasympathetic state. So that has been super helpful for me and for a lot of clients. Like I had a client the other day who, you know, we've been working together for about a month and she's realizing how big of a, like people, they don't believe me at first when they say that breathing is, you know, it sounds too simple. It sounds too good to be true, but it can actually change everything for you. Well, I don't think a lot of people want the easy way out either. I think they want like the cool looking fads that they can Instagram and stuff like that, sadly, but that's a whole nother tangent. (laughs) I, um, I know I would 100% agree with the breathing. I've never really been one to sit down and meditate. I've just never been able to get into it. My brother is a professional mountain biker and he needs to meditate to be able to like literally survive while he's racing. And so I admire like that he can sit down and do that for a long period of time. But I've just never, I, I also don't think I've tried hard enough, but <laughs> I have really resonated with, um, with breathing techniques. And it's crazy because I have never experienced, um, something with breath work until, or not something, but just like a, something a little bit more with breath work until last week or two weeks ago, I, I did a breath work, Oh, you were there. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So just man's brought us all together. Amanda, um, big shout out to you because I had a moment and we did a breath work session. 
I, I'm blanking on uh, her name, but I'll tag her in the show notes for sure because she's incredible. Krishna? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. So when we were just a little bit of background for anyone who's listening and interested. So she had us um, listening to a playlist, but also breathing into our bellies and then another quick breath into our throat and then breathing out of our nose. And we did this for about 30 to 40 minutes. I can't really remember, but she basically had a a prompt of why we're worthy and what we think like holds us against that for the entire time. And she was uh, walking us through like how to breathe and like just little prompts on what to think about. And what I thought about was what like brought me worthiness. And I automatically started thinking about my fiance, Joey. And and I didn't know why at first. I was like, wait, I'm pretty confident. I feel like I'm like an independent woman and like all these things. And then I had a moment where I'm like, wow, I didn't realize like how much confidence he brought out in me, mm-hmm. brought up like why, what do you think has um, brought that out in you? What do you think has like changed because of this and everything like that? And I just started thinking about like how the relationships around us cultivate this worthiness. And I mean, this could be completely on the negative side too. I've been in, I've been in a relationship that brought out some really bad things about my like self-worth and everything like that. So it was a wild experience. And I think that breath work, like if I didn't get into that state and just like really, really calming my mind down and only focusing on that one thing, I would have never like kind of understood that. And I have like a whole new respect for the worthiness above above the past relationships that I like have brought out the bad. So I think that was a very cool moment. And I don't know if that really came out <laughs> the way I wanted it to because that was a bit of a ramble, but. <laughs> no, I love it. I love the ramble. No, it's crazy. Um, I'm so happy you were able to have that realization. And sometimes it literally just takes something like that to give yourself time to reflect because we don't have that much time with our thoughts and to just breathe. That was the first time for me that I had done that long of a breathwork session as well because I'm so definitely like quick times to just recenter. So it was really crazy for me as well. Um, The way it it's funny, it kind of resorts back to the inner child thing again. A lot of the worthiness came for me. I started thinking about like childhood and I actually – started like crying during the session because I, you know, I think I've had a hard time accepting like my past selves. So like realizing as you start going on this like deeper healing journey to start accepting all parts of you, all parts of you now, all parts of your past. So, and I've had a really, really hard time. You know, I, I feel like now I can call myself worthy, I, I but I have a hard time accepting those past selves And so for me, that's what really resonated when it came to like the worthiness and just having to like literally hug myself in that moment and remind myself, you know, I am worthy. We all are worthy from the start. And that's actually something too that I like to experiment with clients with. Like what if we just experimented with this idea that regardless, you're worthy now because Mm -hmm. I think we attach our worth in our identities and stuff to so many outside things. So it's like, what if you just experimented with like, it's already within you now. Um, but to your point too, with relationships, it's crazy, not just, just all different different types of relationships, how much of an effect 
I think I was in denial about that for a really long time. I was like, I, I'm fine on my own. It's like humans, we like crave connection and we crave, you know, people that really see and hear our true selves. So that. Um, oh, yeah. And no, no, that it, it is pretty beautiful how it's like, if you just remind yourself to like be in this moment right now, like this is all that matters. And just to focus in on like what's important, how how far you can kind of go with your own thoughts. And I like me too. I, I totally started to break down and she even like, while we were in the breathwork session, she even said, like, don't like, don't, uh, don't fear these emotions that come up because it's stuff that really does matter. And, and it takes this amount of work and this amount of like time to actually tap into that. So like, let it be, this is happening for a reason. And like, I, I've totally been one person to be like, no, I'm strong. I can fight through this and just like being like, why am I feeling this way? So it was a, it was a big realization. And I think that, I think that it's, it's definitely needed. So we'll probably going, be going back to that, but definitely another thing that I'll have to schedule in and like make priority and also just remind myself, remember that feeling that I had that made me feel so good, so alive. And it just like, it brought clarity to me. Like I need to remember that when I'm sitting down and being like, oh, I don't want to sit down for 30 minutes or something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. yeah. No, it's crazy. It's so funny. I actually wrote down the quote. I have it next to me that she said with, about the crying. It was like, let the body and breath do the work. Allow yourself to cry without questioning where it's coming from. And I, Aww. that really, really resonated with me too. It's like, Crying, I've been really diving into this. I share a lot about this on Instagram and with clients. It's like crying is a normal, healthy release. It's we've been led to believe, you know, kind of what you were saying. Oh, you have to be strong. And it's like that is strength. Being able to release and um, be vulnerable. Like there's so much strength and vulnerability, and we've been led to believe the opposite. So it takes time to unlearn that, but day by day, like reminding yourself, this is normal. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of lots of strength. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It takes a lot to show up and be like, you know what? I am, I'm doing okay today. If Mm -hmm. I'm feeling a little rough, that's okay too. We're going to get through it. Yeah. Um, Okay. So flipping it over a little bit, (laughs) we're going to talk about something a little bit more fun than crying. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you are a huge travel advocate. And I love following along on your Instagram and seeing like all the amazing places that you go. Uh, One, I'm very envious and very curious of your travels. What makes you want to have that like travel bug? What brings you back to going to like these cool trips? And what are like some experiences that you've had traveling or traveling alone, traveling with friends, all of that. I love that we'll dive into this because honestly, I don't talk about this that often, but it's had a huge impact on me. Like I accredit it to most of my growth and I feel so fortunate and like so grateful for the amount of places I've been able to go and the, like just the opportunity to, because I know a lot of people don't have that opportunity. So I was able to study abroad, like way back in my junior year of college and Before that, I was a very, like, very, very dependent person. And I, that's a whole other story. But when I finally, like, when I went abroad and I experienced other cultures, I immediately got the bug of just going to different places. But I just have such a yearning for learning and listening to other cultures. Like, I became so fascinated with how different it is everywhere. And 
being able to call out the things you're grateful for, for where you're from, but also like the, the things of other cultures that are just absolutely amazing. And once again, like we get so wrapped up in certain things and trivial matters. And it's like, there's, I was in Bali and I was watching this guy scale this 200 foot tree, like chopping down coconuts. And I was like, this shit is literally just happening across the world. And, you know, we're worried about what that person said about us last week at a party. I don't know. Like, I know I, I, I get that. Um, it, so once I studied abroad, I just and I kind of came back a, a, a diff, not a different person, just I tapped into that area of you know, that was already within me, but I was like, wow, this is something, you know, I love to do. And so I ended up saving up for a solo travel trip uh, right after graduation and was able to go to Bali, Australia, and New Zealand. Um, Traveling alone is a whole different experience too, because there's lots of time to think, of course, and just, you have to kind of put yourself out there to connect with other people. But I... I don't think I would have realized too, like what I know now about myself without putting myself in other places because I feel have felt some of the most contentment now in my life when I'm just in a place, you know, I didn't even expect to be because I realized like you could be anywhere in the world and it does start from within. That kind of sounds cliche, but, but I accredit, like, I don't think I would have realized that if I wasn't, didn't have the, you know, wasn't able to travel across the world and go to many different countries so yeah traveling has been amazing for sure I'm definitely having an itch to go to another cool place yeah no I definitely am I'm having the itch to go to Europe um but the note that you said that was cliche I totally think that that's true I've lived in some pretty amazing places like Mm. big cities small cities I've lived in Whistler which is like one of my favorite places to be in the world but Mm. I was living there far away from family and the environment that I put myself in was kind of like I'm going all in on work and I put so much focus and stress on that that I forgot to kind of enjoy like I'm literally in my favorite place on earth and I'm living here I'm living a dream but I'm not tapping into why I actually love it so no matter where you are it's a lot with who you're you surround yourself with and like yeah and actually taking in the moments like why why you love to be there or what are you gaining from it? And and not to say that you necessarily have to gain anything. It's just like kind of being in those moments and creating memories for yourself no matter what. So yeah, I've I've been like, I think it would be really cool to do a, a solo trip. I don't know how well I would do, but I think there would be a lot of learning curves. Just like I, we were talking a little bit before this, I had on this past long weekend, I had the full weekend by myself because Joey went camping and I was, I usually would say I am going to pack my entire weekend full of like seeing friends, um, like, like even like seeing, watching shows or just like kind of cram cramming the entire weekend up with stuff that I don't have to sit alone with my own thoughts. And that was literally the realization that I had at the end of the weekend, because I was like, I was forced to kind of chill out, not see anybody because I live in a new city and I don't have like too many friends around here. And it really forced me to like be okay with my own thoughts, kind of take everything in as they are and really have have some moments and just like decompress a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't off social media, which w- I feel like would have been even, even better for me because, but just like shutting off that 
chatter of not the outside world, but just like not being able to turn off your brain and like sit with your own thoughts is really hard. Cause I think that that really builds up inside of me for a long time because I like to, I like to kind of just, again, run away from a lot of things, but then when you sit with it and kind of like reorganize your, your thoughts and notice that you're like, I made it through, (laughs) it's not as hard as it looks. I mean, sorry, it's not as, it's not as easy as it looks, but I did get through it. And, and I think that's another thing I just need to like start realizing and reminding myself that it's like that alone time is so important. And if it takes scheduling in a full weekend, that is a priority. Yeah. So I think too, like, it's almost like look at it as you know you're doing it as like a celebration with yourself you know it's not saying like lock yourself in a room and like be alone with your thoughts for a day so you can suffer like that's not bold and i think also realizing there's like also a misconception when it comes to meditation that you know all these thoughts will just go away and you know but it's actually like no they're still going to be there it's just not attaching yourself to them as much that's literally what like being in a meditative state is, is being like, wait, I don't have to go with that thought. We're not our thoughts. I could say this over and over again. Like we have more than 60,000 thoughts a day. Like you can't possibly be all your thoughts. So starting to detach yourself and like, you know, you get to choose the ones you listen to and you hold on to and viewing them as like, say if you like, you start to spend some alone time with your thoughts and there's just like a lot of it's very loud. Maybe there's like some mean thoughts. I say this to clients actually, and it's funny because at, on the breathwork session, she actually said this too, which I hadn't heard anyone else say before, but I was like, oh, I do that. Like I view my thoughts like they're a bad movie and I'll watch them. And, you know, sometimes it's not just like you have to sit there and you're going to be like Zen all the time. Sometimes you can like have fun with yourself and be, you know, it doesn't have to be this like, I don't know. So viewing them like they're a bad movie, be like, oh, that character is being really mean to that character. Because then it starts to become lighter. And it's like, these thoughts aren't going to go away. How can I, you know, have these different tools that can help me detach and, you know, not, um, you know, believe everything that I hear. And it's also like having alone time too is to tap into like how you're really feeling. Like both thoughts and emotions are important to tap into. But it's definitely... I think when you have a time like you did when, and I did this recently too, where I just like turned my phone off and I was alone the whole day. um, It makes you realize like, Oh wow, this is, this is nice to do occasionally. And then you start to want to incorporate little moments throughout your week. So that doesn't build up to the point where like you need a whole day. Sometimes the whole day is nice. Sometimes you need that. Mm -hmm. It kind of makes you realize, okay, where can I plug these little moments in throughout my day to recenter and just like check in with myself. Yeah. And to your point, it's like where you don't have to lock yourself in a room and just be alone. Like I think like I filled, I filled my weekend with things that I love to do, but I was spending it doing with myself that I would usually spend with another person. But I, I love going out for food and, and kind of like taking in the environment and like really like I I don't know it's probably the old server in me that I just love the hospitality industry and I so I took my I took my work that I love to do as well and I brought it to a restaurant I kind of like started up a conversation with the server it was just like and I had a realization that I was like this is something that I totally wouldn't be comfortable doing before but I left feeling very confident in myself Mm -hmm. and it was it was a cool moment because I was like 
one, I just did something completely for myself by myself, which was fun. I had some great food. I met somebody in the area, which was really nice because I haven't met a whole lot of people considering like the whole lockdown and everything. But yeah, it was just a, it was a cool moment. And I'm like, you know what, this might be something that I like do with myself, like even making like a little date with myself or like, I know a lot of people like love going to get their nails done and just like being with their own thoughts and stuff like that during that time. But I, mine's totally going out, going out to eat with myself. It's so, so funny. I literally did that last night. So it's so funny that you say that and like had a date with myself. And I, yeah, Yeah. I I just wanted to make sure too, like the, anyone listening, it's like knew that you were not saying to just like go spend time you, like locking yourself in your room, like find some things that you enjoy doing with yourself. And it does cultivate so much confidence. I was walking home yeah. last night, like, wow, I can, I can enjoy my own company and take myself out on a, like, go get some food. I can like spend time with myself. So it's very empowering. Yeah, very. We talked about, I mean, this is kind of goes with confidence, but I think that, um, like having that that true confidence come out is is something that you see in people that are able to show themselves compassion and also kind of kind of be able to take compliments, be able to recognize what um, recognize like the the good between the bad rather than only taking the bad in. Mm-hmm. And I read this. I was reading something the other day where it was saying like it's instinctual for us to start to think about the bad and criticism that we get or anything like that, we, we start to think about that a lot more than taking in all the good. And I know that you're a huge advocate of like showing yourself compassion and everything like that. And you work with your clients. So I was curious on like how you show yourself compassion mm-hmm. and how you kind of work with clients on like creating compassion for yourself. Yeah, it is so difficult, but that's another thing that has actually like saved my life is like starting to show myself compassion. And that's why I spread so much awareness about it. Cause we're, you know, led to believe that we have to be like mean to ourselves or we can't accept compliments like that. And it's selfish. And it's like, no self-compassion, like it gets mixed up with self-esteem and self-love. And it's like, compassion is about meeting yourself where you at, where you're at, no matter like where you are, if you're on a high or on a low, it's like, how can I give myself compassion in this moment? How can I tell myself, you know, Again, I'm already whole now. And there's like this misconception too. This might be a bit of like off topic, but lazy or weak to like show yourself that love and that grace. And because you won't, you know, you have to be mean to yourself in order to get to your goals. And it's like, what if you experimented with the idea that if I'm like whole and worthy now, that if I respect myself enough to want that for myself, it's not like I'm not going to do anything if I show myself that compassion because I show myself that compassion, compassion, because I show myself that love and respect, then I want to accomplish the things that I want to accomplish because I respect myself that much, you know? So Mm -hmm. um, for myself, it kind of goes back to the point I said at the beginning of, uh, but in a different way, shifting from, judgment to curiosity. So we're very judgmental of ourselves. And we're like, why didn't I do that? I should be doing this, blah, 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 being like, hmm, like, why didn't I do that? Why did I do that? Literally, like the smallest shifts. That's one of my biggest things too. why I have mindset in my coaching name, because it's like, what are like the small shifts and the small verbiage things that you can change 
that make a big difference. So how can you just get curious with yourself and be like, well, why didn't I, you know, go on that walk this morning when I really knew that was going to make me feel good? Like, oh, it's because I was tired. Well, why was I tired? I didn't, you know, get enough sleep last night. Why didn't I get enough sleep? I didn't prioritize my bedtime regimen. That's more like tactical, but it, it's very revealing to be like, okay, then I'm going to, I'll show myself some compassion in this moment. And tonight I'm going to prioritize my sleep hygiene. So I have to do that with myself constantly, like multiple times throughout the day, because my first reaction is still to be like, oh, you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Like you're a piece of shit. Like that is even with the amount of work I've done, that's because it takes time. One of my pillars is like, I call it the great unlearning. We have to unlearn so much of the stuff and realize that it all starts with showing ourselves that compassion and that grace in the moment. Oh, I love that. And I think that it's really hard because showing yourself the the compassion and then that fine line of like giving into yourself a little bit just too much, like whether it's like you're giving into your ego or like the little devil sitting on your shoulder being like, no, I want to, I want to sleep in for the next hour or something like that. There's such a, I find that there's such a fine line between like putting in the work and showing compassion and respect for yourself to kind of like stay true to yourself and, and continue to work and, and grow. But then also where that fine line hits is like, where do I stop myself? And like, again, show myself compassion by giving myself that extra hour of sleep that I probably needed. So I, it's, it's so interesting. And I think that like there's a lot of buzzwords and everything out there in the wellness industry and the wellness world that I've just kind of been like, stop, relax, give yourself that time. And I think that's really important, but I also think it's really important to know where that fine line is for each individual person, because it can get so lost in translation with just like making excuses for yourself. And I don't want that to come across like really harsh, but I do find like just in personal experiences alone, if I, I can be really caught up with being like, you know what, just one more day, not going to the gym because I'm still resting. And I know it's like deep down, I'm like, I I could have gone. And I know that probably would have made me feel better. And it would have probably got me out of this funk that I'm feeling. But it is those words in the back of my head being like, give yourself time slow down, like all of those, like self-care, like all of that stuff. So I was wondering what you thought of that. Cause yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is hard because we do associate, like there's certain buzzwords and we associate certain words with certain things. So compassion, I feel like in self-care they're different, but those types of words get automatically kind of put in the sector of like, you know, give yourself time. And, you know, that's why it starts to get associated with like laziness because it's like, oh, it's, but that's the thing too. It's like meeting yourself where you're at. And I remember one time I even posted about like self-care and it was a combination of like compassion and grit and like the two of them, because compassion isn't always like telling yourself to, you know, sleep in an extra hour. It's like, what do I need? It's asking yourself, what do I need right now? Do totally. I need another hour of sleep or do I need to like keep myself accountable while showing myself compassion and grace in the process? So I think mm-hmm. that's where it gets twisted. Like it doesn't always get, it doesn't always have to be associated with, you know, slowing down where it's like, that's really important. I think in today's society, um, but it's being honest with yourself and asking yourself that question. What do I need right now? 
what do I need? Like, what's going to, you know, help me move through this emotion? What's going to help me get up today? What's going to help me tap into this energy that I need? So there's just, it, there's gray area and it is different for everyone. So I think there's this one quote too. I won't know the whole quote, but it's about being like a walking contradiction. We try to put these things like so black and white and, you know, it's like, what do you need right now in this moment? Like, it doesn't have to be so every single day you do the same thing. That would be boring. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, having, you know, the values that are important to you, but knowing that it doesn't have to look the same every single day, ask yourself, I'll say it one more time. Like, what do you need right now? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. I'm, I'm going to write that down, like compassion and grit, because I think those two go so well together. And just finding that balance, of course, it's really hard to do. But when you do find that balance, it's like the priority is so real. I think yeah. that I think that it's definitely something that like holds me accountable is that is that keeping keeping like for myself, keeping my self-care as the list of things that I know make me feel better. And that's not just like laying around and sleeping for longer. It's like working out, making sure that I'm eating healthy because I know for for one, like when I eat the wrong foods, it affects my gut, which affects my head, which affects like my mood and affects everybody around me. So it's like that self-care and compassion is a completely different thing from me to you, I'm sure. And then to like every other person too. So it's like, I totally agree with like finding that individual aspect of every type of self-care for yourself. Yeah. 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 The whole gut thing too, like that could be a whole other conversation. (laughs) The second brain and it does have play a role in how we feel and think. So that's where it just comes to being honest with yourself. And it is different for everyone. Some people maybe are a little too focused on that. I know in the past I was too focused on that. So I had to lean more into other pillars of wellness, like connection and joy and uh, spirituality, creativity, those things that were going to benefit my health most. But some people may need to lean more into like the health, physical activity realms. And that's where, you know, that's where bio-individuality comes in. Like it's healthy does look different for everyone as much as we want to say that it is the same. There's of course some things like drinking water and getting enough sleep. (laughs) Of course, there's these things that are going to make you feel healthier. But when it comes to like living your most like authentic life and healthy life, there's so many other aspects that come into play. Mm, Absolutely. Okay. I have some rapid fire questions for you. First thing that comes to your mind, let it let it loose, let it go. <laughs> First one is, what is your favorite quote? People won't remember what you did or said. They'll remember how you made them feel by Maya Angelou. Oof. By who? Sorry. Maya Angelou. Oh, I love that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something you can't live without. Chocolate. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my head. I've always said chocolate. Yeah. That's a big one for me too, honestly. Good good people. Chocolate and good people. Oh, love that too. Okay. Do you believe in love at first sight? (sighs) The hopeless romantic in me definitely does. Um, So yes. Okay. I have a whole nother story about like how Joey and I like always tease each other about that because I saw him on campus one day and I was like, ooh, I I knew from then, but we'll get into (laughs) into that another time. Um, okay, where's your favorite place in the world? 
My cliche answer is anywhere I'm surrounded by my favorite people. I could be literally anywhere. And an actual location is I really love Japan. Cool. I want to experience that. Okay, last one. What type of impact do you want to make on this world? I want to empower people to be their most authentic selves, whatever that looks like for them. And I want to do that by living my own life and learning to just be, like leading by example in that sense. And hopefully that can, it all has to start from, you know, within. So hopefully that can empower other people to do the same. Oh, I love it. Okay. I kind of lied. I do have one more question for you. And I took this from your, (laughs) I took this from your Instagram page and I loved it so much. It's a quote by Oprah says the moment, you know, with certainty that your intuition is fully aligned, all bets are off. You cannot defeat someone who knows who they truly are. I love this so much. I want to know how you kind of break this down. I think we constantly are asking ourselves this question, like, who am I? Who am I? And as soon as I started to just recognize, I I say this, I'm like, I'm everything and I'm nothing. Because you're not just one thing. Like, who you are is you can be so many things and you can also just simply be. So once we recognize that, like, it's just a whole different ballgame. Like she said, like, all bets are off, you know. I I don't have to be who anyone else is telling me to be. I know that I am just everything and nothing in this moment. That can sound ab- abstract, but it's it's true. I mean, everyone yeah. has to seek their own truth, but that's what's true for me. Oh, cool. I love that. I love that so much. I'm going to print it out and post it on the wall. So <laughs> thank it. you for that. Um, all right. This was an amazing conversation. I think we'll probably have to do this again because yeah. there's lots of topics that we could deep dive into. We are coming up to the 50 minute mark, which is incredible because I literally feel like this went by in like 15 minutes. But, yeah, me too. Um, if you have any final thoughts about our conversation, let them let go. <laughs> Um, I want to just say thank you so much for having me on. Like I said at the beginning, I've been a fan for a while. And if I could just say anyone, anything to anyone listening, start to embody what you want now. There's like this misconception that that's somewhere in the future, but start to embody it now. It's like be, do, have. So if you can cultivate that for yourself now, that's when you'll see changes happen. I just wanted to sneak that in there. <laughs> oh, what a good way to end it off. Okay. So, okay. So, um, let everybody know where they can find you, how they can work with you, anything like that. Yeah. So my Instagram handle is having healthy habits. Um, my website is also having healthyhabits.com, So you can follow me there. Um, you can, I have a free texting service as well that has like journal prompts, affirmations, reminders, updates, all that stuff. And you can either send me a DM if you have like questions about coaching or get more information on my site. I am changing up my offering soon, you know, just adding more tiers to the program. But basically, I offer mindset and wellness coaching. Um, currently, three-month quote-unquote program, different per individual. So to help people figure, figure out what's hindering them and live their most authentic life, depending on what that looks like for them. Amazing. I'm going to be signing up for that text program because that sounds great. (laughs) That sounds right up my alley. Okay. 
again, thank you so much. This was an awesome conversation. Um, we, I will probably chat with you on Instagram within yes. the next hours. So. <laughs> <Most> <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Kayla. Thank you for having me. Bye.